I just burped so nasty. And, and we're live. God. <laughs> I've only had half of this. <laughs> Welcome to the Legends Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And he's and Dylan. Yep. And, and Noah was allegedly supposed to show up and is late once again. Yes, it is 4 a.m. in Germany right now, approximately. He's usually up before this. I just want to point that out, everyone. Once again, Noah is late. We even started the podcast late for him. But alas, let's talk some Star Wars. Let's talk some Star Wars uh, audio dramas. Because Mm -hmm. this has been my deep dive this week. It's just been listening to Star Wars audio dramas. And I wanted to thank the chan- uh, channel Quinlan Voss for doing a review on the Tales of the Jedi ones because it really piqued my interest. As I said in my last podcast, uh, hello, small-time Republic. How are we doing? So anyway, as I said in the last podcast, my dad is getting back into the EU and he wants to listen to unabridged audiobooks. But I was like, He's really missing out on some good stuff like Dark Empire or Tales of the Jedi. And I'm like, well, I might as well jump in and say and listen to some of these audio dramas and then send them his way. Because a lot of them you can find pretty easily on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Kelly says, hey guys, hello. Um, so anyway... I started with Tales of the Jedi, worked through all those, which is not all of Tales of the Jedi, unfortunately. It's only about half of it. But still, it's a good amount of it. Um, Jumped into Dark Forces. And this is where things get real fascinating, Dylan, because I noticed some continuity weird things. So these are pretty much all written by John Whitman, who wrote uh, Galaxy of Fear. He adapts all these, and he adapted all these into... Audio dramas. So, yeah. In Dark Forces, Soldier of the Empire, he adds he adds in Vufi Ra from the Lando Calrissian trilogy, because Lando's in the book, Soldier, mm-hmm. Soldier for the Empire. I always say Soldier of the Empire. Soldier for the Empire. Um, but it's... He's not... Yeah, he doesn't have... He... Uh, him and Vufi go separate ways by the end of the trilogy, though. Don't I've I've read this recently. Yes. So I don't know if it quite makes sense to have Vufi Ra there. Um. So I don't know. Then we get Rebel Agent. Rebel Agent has Luke <clears throat> and Leia in it. Luke's still called Commander Skywalker, which is a thing. That is a thing in these audio dramas. <laughs> Even though Luke's not in the military anymore, he is still called Commander Skywalker. Um, which is just weird. I'm getting a question here uh, from Rob D. Hello, Jeremy. Quick question. Have you ever read Superman by John Byrne? I recently read volumes two and three. Not the biggest Superman fan. I will say I love um so no I have not read these. I have read Red Sun 
and I have read All-Star Superman, and I read the new 52 action comics. The first six issues of that was not a fan of that at all. Uh, I just, my thing with Superman is I like him in when he works with other superheroes, but I don't like him on his own. Oh, I've read Superman versus Aliens. And Superman, Batman versus Alien versus Predator. I've read that. Because I've read all of those horrible, horrible crossovers with the Alien and Predator franchises. Um, What was I saying? Uh, Dark oh. Forces. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rebel Agent. Which Rebel Agent happens post-Endor. Mm -hmm. happens I think right after Jedi Prince mm -hmm. if only we had a friend or something from like maybe like a foreign country that was putting together a timeline of all these events it would be really here's, helpful here's the thing I've been talking to him he's like <laughs> this isn't right because I was going to save it for this mm -hmm. and I'm like I got deeply confused because I've read these before and it wasn't right not just that we get to Jedi Dark Forces Jedi Knight, the third book, mm -hmm. and it claims it's a couple years after Rebel Agent. And I'm like, what the fuck? This this is the same same mission. And I get why John Whitman did it. Because it makes no goddamn sense that Kyle Katarn can take on all these dark Jedi mm -hmm. in like lightsaber combat. It makes no sense. That's my big problem with Jedi Knight. But also, here's the other thing in Jedi Knight. Han shows up in it. We got Luke, Leia, and Han. We got everyone, basically. And Han and Leia are described as being married. Interesting. Um, I think it's because... Like, she is... Leia goes by Leia Organa Solo. But as you know, at the end of Jedi Prince, they get married, but the plan was the next book, uh, they were going to get bombed. The wedding wasn't going to go through. And that's why Courtship of Princess Leia fits. Um, and it's it's weird. It's just weird. Also, my my one other complaint, the Ky voice they get to, for Kyle Katarn sounds like Luke. So yeah. when Luke's in there, they found someone who doesn't really sound like Luke. It's deeply confusing <laughs> some of the time. And it doesn't really explain why Luke isn't really involved in finding the Valley of the Jedi. You'd mm -hmm. think he'd be like the one spearheading that. Mm -hmm. Especially if he's going off and having an adventure with Guri for Shadow of the Empire Evolutions. You think he would go after the Valley of the Jedi? That seems a bit more important. You know, I do appreciate that characters that aren't the Skywalkers do something of importance to the galaxy, and their name isn't Corrin Horn. <laughs> That's a big thing. Their their name isn't Corn Horn, who fights Luke and gets the better of him, and acts like a bitch about it. Who's also like the best character ever. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with. This. You know, Corn Horn was more interesting when he didn't have the Force. Uh 
Yeah. Yes, he's more well, interesting as a, think, just a pilot. I Jedi Cornhorn. I still say I Jedi Cornhorn is the worst Cornhorn we've ever gotten. I think he's a lot better in New Jedi Order, um, even with oh, Daniel yeah. right, writing him. And uh, he's not really around. Uh, he has the one funny scene in a dark nest when him and Kip are having an argument over like the uh, over uh, the uh, something with like what the Jedi are going to do about like the killing problem. And Kip gets so fed up with them that he force shoves them into a bulkhead door. That was funny because he because Corn can't do that back. <laughs> and, and Kip knows that just bullying between the two of them. Uh, was, where was I going with that? Well, that corn I Jedi Cornhorn is the worst. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people say, oh, it's like there's a bit of unreliable narrator happening there because it's his point of view and and whatnot. And that just probably explains a lot of the shit that, that like doesn't work. I've actually seen some um, – someone was reading through it, and they were talking about how like uh, I Jedi does a much better job of actually like uh, – going through like the actual training scenes at um at Luke's temple um which I can I can I, I can, can get behind it. that too yeah yeah I, my issues are with Corrin Horn as he's just not enjoyable to read about I think Meg Review has said it best your mileage may vary uh depending on how much you like Corrin Horn yeah and that's that's the thing it's the it's the Corrin Horn book mm -hmm. um Here's a couple more. Uh, Rob D saying that he wasn't a fan of New 52. You could just say that for all of New 52. It, for the most part, was a, a failure. Um, but Greg Keys writes Cornhorn better than Stackpole. I can see that. Yeah. And actually, speaking of Stackpole and kind of on the audio drama thing, I've recently um, been re listening to the uh, X Wing audiobooks now that we've gotten them on the bridge ones. And I remember there's one um, part in Crydos Trap, spoilers for Crydos Trap uh, in advance, um, that I just felt like, like I get the necessity of like audio, audiobooks and, and how much they helpful, but like how it's, how it doesn't always translate well, um, reading a book, because there's one scene where um, there's a character in Crydos Trap that is um, a, essentially a sleeper agent for Isard. And it's revealed, like, kind of at the end, that they're a sleeper agent for Isard, and they like they betray the New Republic, and then like uh, this character dies, right? And in like the book, when you're reading it, he like he has a few lines before it reveals who it is. So like you have that like you're going for a few pages in the chapter, you don't realize it's who. But because of like the audiobook format and how like the they do voices for everyone, by the time you hear his first line, you know who it is, and but the characters are still acting like they don't know who it is until it's like revealed like uh, uh like a few minutes later um, yeah. just an interesting thing i thought I, I, you just reminded me going over audio dramas and like the voices of characters and how that can like kind of run counter to to like how a, a, something is set up within a book okay Which i don't think it's their fault it's just a no no it's it. just a matthew and i have been talking uh geeks attic slash tuscan reader and I've been talking about this because he is getting back into straight up reading, reading books. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, the way my life is right now, I have to rely heavily on audiobooks. Mm -hmm. 
And he's like, there's just a certain thing about reading it for yourself that is um, a little easier at times. Yeah, because I can't, I can't multitask when I'm reading an audiobook. I have to be doing nothing else but like listening to the audiobook. Like maybe driving, but driving's kind of mindless. Like I have to be focusing on the audiobook mm -hmm. to like actually follow the story and like uh, know what's happening. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get that. Um, let me get to Dark Empire here because I just I I started the second one on my drive mm -hmm. back up. I'm about a third of the way through. Um, Dark Empire, interesting. It's the longest of all of these. It's two and a half hours. Questionable voice acting. Although Billy D. Williams comes back to voice Lando, that's one of the highlights. So. You're getting authentic Lando. Um, the the thing is, no one can do a, a Han Solo impersonation, except for Mark Thompson. No one else can do it, and it is awful. It is awful at all times. Mm -hmm. um, at least I will say this. They got Chewbacca in this. They're using stock Wookiee growls instead of what Mark Thompson does half the time where he does him himself. Mm -hmm. Which I hate. Scoundrels is almost unlistenable solely because of that. Mm -hmm. And he ruined several new canon books doing that too. Well, to be fair, the Aftermath bo math books were already ruined. It just was more <laughs> terrible <laughs> Chewie was in there. I think he does in those. I know he does it in that awful Daniel Jose older book, Last Shot, that just rips off the new Rebellion. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to rip off a book, I guess you rip off the new Rebellion. Because no one actually read that. Um, maybe. I don't know. I See, I don't know anymore with Bantam. Like, wh which of the random... The, the random bantam that aren't like um, Anderson, uh, Zahn, Stackpole, or Alston that like people actually know. Like, because like, you know, Crystal Star is the meme, right? Everyone knows it more of infamy, but like with like the Black Fleet Crisis, the Corellian Trilogy, New Rebellion of the uh, Barbara Hambly uh, books, yes. Kathy Tires, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what like unlike the rest of Bantam, it's like it's the big four and like there's everyone else basically is how i think a lot of people consider bantam and i think when a lot of people think of bantam they think of the big four well briefly for the for the for the lulls here mm -hmm. um where would you rank these other authors well hambly's worst easily i i would agree um, um just off Bantam. I really liked Michael P. Q. McDowell. I, I think the Black Fleet Crisis is criminally underrated. Um, See, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, it's okay. That's the thing with Bantam. Bantam is very okay for the most mm -hmm. part. Yes. It's I one think, of the safe Star Wars. Yes. Can't do too much with Luke. Can't do this. Oh, Leia's got to be kidnapped. The kid's got to be kidnapped. 
so you end up with like Black Fleet Crisis. I think the Corellian trilogy is a little better than Black Fleet Crisis mm-hmm. because you get the greatest Lando subplot ever, mm-hmm. which is Lando trying to find a wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, he spends the first book with Luke just trying to find a wife. I love it. Uh, it's it's fun. And there's like the uh, the one like uh, succubus lady that's gonna like eat like slowly eat his life force or whatever mm-hmm. over like a few years, and then like he finds that out. I was like, oh, not interested. And then she's like, understandable. <laughs> what? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Everyone's here. First of all, Rob D is see. Yeah, Matthew is doing so much better with reading Legends and not reading Clone Wars Legends books because he was not enjoying that Uh, which for good reason there's a lot of weird bad ones in there and he read the worst of them all at once when we told him not to Mm -hmm. Uh, Small Time Republic the the guy that did Huntsville in the original radio dramas did good, but didn't sell like support. That's the thing. You got to do your own thing with Han Solo. You can't try to do the Harrison Ford impersonation. It's just the most people can't do it. Matt Wilkins, if you're going to rip off. Uh, uh. I don't know why he does that. I think Bansom, kind of getting back on topic. I think Bansom is like, right. the era itself is fine. The stories yeah. themselves like individually are fine, but in the grand scheme of things, outside of like I guess like the highlights that have like the really galaxy changing stuff and like you know like you know Thrawn trilogy Jedi Academy, um, and a uh, Thrawn Trus- duology, and a Thrawn duology, they really just kind of exist to as like setup for a new Jedi Order. I think is how you have to look at it. And the way I, my whole thing is this: I'm a big Dark Horse comic fan. Dark Horse Comics, I think, did overall a better job with the New Republic mm-hmm. than the Bantam books did. They just they experimented more with things, mm-hmm. and I like that. Like with this Dark Empire stuff, I mean, Luke's doing crazy stuff with the Force that most of these these authors will wet their pants uh, with the the prospect of doing anything near as powerful. Plus, your name's Kevin J. Anderson. You really don't do anything with Luke's powers. Yeah, I think I think I agree with um, um, Marcel. Uh, Bantam has a lot more good and mid than it does bad. Yeah, but I, I I think it's it's mostly mid. It's like if it's the pie chart, right? The mid is the biggest pie chart, and then the good is the second biggest, and then the bad is like the the smallest. You know. Well, let's be real. They wrote less than than Delray did. Oh, yeah. That's part of it. Uh, I think X-Wing's a solid series of books. Mm-hmm. But X-Wing just feels doesn't even feel like Bantam. No, it doesn't. Uh, it, it, out of all of those, even Zahn's books, it, it, X-Wing translates the best to the Delray feel. Mm-hmm. Out of any of them. Here's that that German. Yeah, we were. This wasn't the topic, by the way. We're kind of stalling to get uh, until Noah wakes up, so that we can get to our main topic because he's the big. He's the one who knows a lot of these. One thing I have um, my rabbit hole I've gone into recently is um, 
the frankly terrible new fan experience that is uh, the paperback releases, not just the Essential Legends collection, just like the normal mass market paperbacks and kind of the confusing and baffling decisions that Delray is making, like the fact that there are still books that to this day, as far as we know, don't have a, a printing with the Legends banner on it. Thank you, Quinlan Voss, you were in chat earlier uh, for making the video on that. But that's something that we've at Twin Suns known for a while, is that Ambush at Curly is the big one because we include it in a lot of donations because it's a good first off. It's a it's one of the better Bantam ones, and uh, especially because most of the people we donate to are kids. It mm -hmm. heavily features the solo kids in it, which are so it like it gives them like a protagonist that is like around their age group that they can uh, root for, right? But again, ever since we we bought uh, um, a uh, Ambush at Corellia, every single time it comes in, it's got no banner on it. It's got no timeline on it. The only way, the only thing that connects to the rest of the EU is the front cover that says. Uh, the, the next two books are Assault uh, on Salonia and Showdown or Centerpoint. That, that's it. And there's so many other examples like that of books that just don't have the timeline in them for whatever reason, that don't have the banner in them, or have confusing uh, placements of like random short stories that don't belong to its own its own series, or even like putting short stories like where they're not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't... It, it It's so weird. Star Wars has done this before Disney took over with just letting series just fall out of print. I mean, they did it with the kids stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, they did it with the Dark Horse would do it all the time. The kids stuff is another one because and I know this isn't just a Delray thing. This is a publishing industry at large thing where they don't like to put the series number on the books because if you go to a bookshelf and you see a book seven, you're probably not going to buy it because you don't want to start the story of book seven. So yeah. it's kind of like a bait and switch, but especially with the young reader stuff, if you're trying to track down, say Jedi apprentice, right? It, you're either doing it online or you're going to go into like a second, uh, a secondhand bookstore and you're going to find five of them. Right. But if you just find five of them, if you don't know anything other than, Oh, I need to collect Jedi apprentice. Right. Do you know which five you have? I mean, they'll say like, they'll have the covers on them like the the names on them but like do you know which again if you saw five random jedi apprentice books at like a second hand bookstore are you going to know which one's the first one are you going to know which one to read first if you don't have the first one like what order them there's no information in the jedi apprentice books or any of the young um the long series jedi quest uh young jedi knights any of Most them. them are numbered in the spines are they jedi yes, apprentice that was a scholastic thing Scholastic number of things. Young Jedi Knights is the exception to that. Young Jedi okay, Knights. Maybe I'm thinking of Young Jedi Knights, not Jedi. Yeah, Knights. Young Jedi Knights is not numbered. That was deeply confusing. But no, the Scholastic ones they always did. But okay. most of those series they didn't go for very long. Jedi Apprentice and um, oh god, what was well, Galaxy of Fear was numbered. That went for twelve books. But Jedi Apprentice is the the odd one out. In the a ton, there's a ton of them. I mean, there's basically 20 books. Yeah, um, technically 20, 18 or 20, depending on what definition you want to go by. Well, the special edition books are called Jedi Apprentice, even though they're kind of a quasi Jedi quest. Yeah, in there. Um, but yeah, Jedi Quest. There's 11 of them technically because there is the novel Jedi Quest. Mm -hmm. 
just like point five. Oh, and there's there's also Legacy and Secrets of the Jedi, which are kind of prequels to Jedi Apprentice, but not really. They're part. They're also Clone Wars books. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Last of the Jedi. You got your Rebel Force, which those aren't particularly long series. You got your Boba Fett series. That was six. Yes. Um, Star Wars, the Clone Wars Secret Missions, which is four of those. Yes. They're, they're all numbered. Those are all numbered. Um, Young Jedi Knights wasn't. God, I think Junior Jedi Knights was. Uh, let me see. Yes, Junior Jedi Knights is. You own Junior Jedi Knights? I do. I found uh, a bundle on Amazon for three uh, that had all of them that basically came out to three ninety nine each. That's fantastic. That's a great deal. That was back in twenty sixteen. They they're they're not they're not mint, right? They're definitely used. Oh God, good luck. But, Here's the thing. Here's a collector tip because I got I I had two sets of Galaxy of Fear. And I sold one of them and I didn't put the, because it looks, in my opinion, my photos look like they were school books. Like they were, they were in decent shape. They were reader copies. And I put in the description reader copies and some guy threw a tantrum on my eBay uh, messenger calling me names saying I would have never paid this much money for for reader copies, I'm like, you should have read the description, sir. And just, just threw a, threw a little hissy fit because that's that's how like the older the YA book, the more likely it's going to have pages falling out of it. Mm-hmm. Kids just don't take care of books, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the oftentimes they get read over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Also, do you like my new setup with my Star Wars books? I do. I was co- before the stream. I commented on your stack of paperbacks. <laughs> oh, this this is right here. But I, I reorganized this shelving unit so I could put more books on it. So one thing, I, I remember talking to Chris about this. Uh, I made like a post or whatever somewhere. I can't remember. That was like uh, how people organize their shelves, and like the unanimous consensus was. That no 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 sorry I look I I sent a I wanted to make a meme so I asked anyone hey does anyone have any photos of their collection that's like horrendously out of order right and no one had this and I and I came to the realization of yeah because everyone just puts them in chronological order I don't you don't no what I do because my books vary in size and that bothers me and more so it bothers my fiance who has of the OCD and likes the the shelves to look pristine. Um, I I have New Jedi Order with New Jedi Order. I I, I will bundle series together and I will kind of put them in chronological order, but oftentimes I put them in alphabetical order by title. Interesting. You're like the only one I've ever found that does that. Oh, yeah, no. But my shelves just look more aesthetically pleasing (laughs) that way. I used to put them in chronological order, but things don't fit nicely when you do that. Especially when you have a lot of, like, the X-Wing series is in mass market paperback. That takes up way too much room. Um, Also, my Marvel omnibuses are all mixed together. They're Mm. because they all look 
good together. So I'm not going to pull the Star Wars ones out of that. Because I also have, like, the Aliens ones. I have Predator, Punisher, Alias, Daredevil. I have a bunch of those. I like the Marvel Omnibuses. I think it's a great... Um, it's a great collector's piece. And they're actually made fairly well. It's like the only thing right now that's... That and the Epic Collections, those are those are made well. Uh, the the Essential Legends collections are terribly made. Mm-hmm. It's shocking how badly made they are. They're they're really flimsy. They're really yeah. flimsy. They feel like they're recycled. That might the, the paper is super thin as well. Uh-huh. And they they have all the other problems of um so uh, I went out uh, on this most recent wave, right? Looking for, looking for uh, hard contact, um, Yoda Dark Rendezvous, and uh, and uh, Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void, just because I wanted to see what was wrong with them, right? <laughs> and they couldn't, and and for some reason they didn't have hard contact or Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void, but they had Yoda Dark Rendezvous. Um, but uh, son of Luke, um, Ryan, Ryan told me that uh on the thing of like um because a lot of the uh a lot of the essential legends collections at the very end of them have an excerpt from um, light of the jedi at the end of them and he told me that on his copies that he has john of the jedi into the void and yoda dark ronnie who both have the excerpt from light of the jedi whereas hard contact has one from triple zero which is based from what i've seen is kind of the, the case that the the, the bigger series will have, like, the excerpts for, like, the next book in the series until you hit the last one, and then it's Light of the Jedi. But then, like, the, the standalone ones will all have Light of the Jedi for some reason. Again, why are the, why are, why they're putting an excerpt of a canon book in a the Essential Legends collection, I, I will never understand. Can, can I know. I know the actual reason, but why? Well, here here's the real, real shit kicker. The Insider Collection short stories are... <laughs> A third new canon. Yep. And they mix. They kind of sort of. As I recall, they're mixed together. I can't remember though. Um, someone will come uh, correct me in the comments. But that was a real, real pisser. I remember that. Oh, Rob D. Um, so the essential legends should have been hardcover three and one related books. You, you're, you're correct on that. Delray did do that. For the Thrawn trilogy, but it's not a hardcover. It's just a three-one box set. Which, by the way, uh, as of the thirty-first of May, it has been one entire year since Delray reprinted the Thrawn trilogy. So, uh, uh, big props on this restraint there, going an entire year without reprinting the Thrawn trilogy. I know that's very. You know what? I'm shocked. They haven't reprinted the Hand of Thrawn duology. I know how. They're reprinting Outbound Flight, which I'm very for. And Survivor's Quest. Survivor's Quest, which like, I just to... discovered that the uh, his Rebellion era duology has a name, and I can't remember what it's called. I wonder if they're going to do that. Oh, well. probably Allegiance and Choices of One. They've done almost all of the Old Republic for some reason with Night Era. The only things left are uh, are uh, uh, the Lost Tribe of the Sith and Red Harvest. And they will have done all of the older public books within the Central Legends collection. 
Why? I don't know. It's for the MMO. Knight Errant? They're, they're, they're making Knight Errant for the MMO? Probably. The MMO is... Be- Can we talk about the, the shit heap that is becoming the MMO? Oh, they got... Uh, I don't know the full story about this, but um, Bioware is like... They're getting a... like The rights are transferring, basically. It's not going to be Bioware. They're going to another company. But a lot of the Bioware people are going to that company as well, I think, is is the new news. That's like as of a week. What has Bioware done that's been good in a while? I don't know. What was the last thing they did? Mass Effect Andromeda? Old Republic. Oh, well, yeah, but I mean, that's free. Technically free. All right, we've been rambling for it. We've been stalling for Noah for half an hour. I know. He's not showing up. My girlfriend's calling me. My girlfriend, my fiance, is calling me a nerd. Oh, here we go. The Insider Fiction Collections do at least separate Legends and New Canon stories. Sorry, in the front of the canon or in the back. And there is. Thank you. That is a lot more. That's not a lot nicer to know. You know, we were supposed to get a volume three of that, and they decided to make it High Republic only. Interesting. And, okay, here's my thing. I'm going to go off on one more tangent before we get into the meat and potatoes here. High Republic is just a failure. They have shoved that in the faces of all the Star Wars fans for, what, two years now? And no one cares. Longer than that. Technically longer than that, because they were hyping it up for, like, two years prior with their, their Project Luminous stuff. Oh, yeah, because they were dealing with this with when uh, Rise of Skywalker came out, right? To, yeah. Because they knew Rise of Skywalker was bad. So they started hyping this shit up. And no one cares. No one cares about your identity politics in it's like it's just identity politics first, everything else second. No one wants that. No one wants your wannabe old republic stories. Like no one no one cares about your villains that all wear gas masks for some reason. Just no one no one cares. See, I, I at least know, I at least with with High Republic, right, or with other stuff, I know about Aftermath because it was so bad that people complained about it. I know about The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker because it was so bad that people complained about it, and I know of like Lost Stars because it was so good that people uh, people praised it. I don't know anything about High Republic because it's like it's like become such a non factor that no one even talks about it. Yeah. I don't see like. Like in like the few circles of like uh, people who are still following canon, I don't see anyone actually talking about High Republic, other than like the fact that it it exists. Well, you remember when a not Disney Star Wars book, Heart of the Jedi, was out selling yeah. High Republic. Yes. Until they made it one ninety nine on the Kindle store. Yes, I I I, I may may or may not have devoted a. Uh, destroyed my sleep schedule to get uh uh every four hours of amazon snapshot data 
onto the uh, the internet archive uh, to track its sales numbers, getting six hours of sleep for for two weeks straight, uh, just so we would have those numbers. I remember how obsessed you were about that. It was the peak of my journalism journalistic career. Here's a good one here. Set the High Republic in a time mm -hmm. when there's not supposed to be any major galactic conflicts since episode two establishes that there's no full-scale war. They don't care about the movies? I I need to find... I saw this interview. Oh, I need to find it. There was this interview with Dave Filoni where he, he essentially made... He said the quiet part out loud. That like, yeah, we don't really care about continuity. We just want to tell good stories. Is essentially what he said. Well, they, he, it should be changed to he cares about telling his story, and he thinks right. he's the the second coming of Christ. I mean, he wants to tell his movie, his, his movie that is rumored to be the end of Mandalorian. But I bet you it's just an Ahsoka movie. Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, his second pet character. Mm -hmm. Ooh, out of all of his characters, fucking Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan's lame! I at yeah. least kind of get the Ahsoka. That was, she was a main character, but Bo-Katan? Over Cad Bane? I mean, personally, I would just want a Hondo movie. Because he's the definition of a shitpost character. All right, I found it. People get into all these debates of what's canon and what's not, and sometimes forget just the special nature of telling a good story and creating great characters. Part of the fan debate in the past always used to be what's canon, what's not, because there was George, and we always knew George uh, was the canon. I look at it broadly and just say, there's just a love of Star Wars, because I knew George, I worked with him, uh, none of us are going to be him, but we love the galaxy he created, and we are very much a product of it, growing up with it. Okay. Let's get into the main topic here. Yes. Oh, it's all fake anyway. <laughs> There's that. Uh, speaking of, by the way, the main topic, that's actually a good segue, because uh, yes. I can talk about this one first. So the main topic that we had which we might get in trouble for, but uh, oh well, is EU conspiracy theories. Like, okay. what, are, what are stuff that, like, have, that we don't know for sure, but, like, you know, we, we, we kind of, you know, maybe there's some evidence that, like, kind of points to this being the case. And the one that ties into Filoni that I have kind of come into contact recently or or been champion is the fact that I don't think the story group in Lucasfilm consider TCW a part of the Legends continuity. I would agree. Because and, T are you talking because T Cannon was created? So T Cannon was created, right? Back in the uh, old continuity. They retroactively made an entire hierarchy of canon above what was C canon. And that hierarchy actively contradicted everything that was below it. 
We know that Pablo, prior to TCW, had said he wanted to reboot it. And we know when the decision of what made it out from Legends into the new canon was made, only TCW came came in, right? <laughs> so that's all what we've known so far. But there's actually some more, there's more recent evidence to back this up. So in the Essential Legends collection, right? Seven waves are out. One wave, we have official confirmation on what's going to be in it and the covers for it. And we have two waves that are just leaked. In that, we have gotten Shatterpoint in the very first wave, Yoda Dark Rendezvous, and we have confirmed books one and two of Republic Commando with books three and four in the leaks. Mm -hmm. There is not a single TCW tie-in novel within the first 10 waves of the Essential Legends collections, but there are six multi, uh, Clone Wars multimedia projects books in the Essential Legends collection. I, I, I think, I, and and we also we, have, we of course have the the Force and Destiny unofficial retcon that it was all, it, it was all Imperial Com propaganda, propaganda, yeah. propaganda. And again, we don't know for sure, right? But I, they don't seem to treat TCW as if it was a part of the Legends continuity, both back when EU was still ongoing and was the canon, and today. The problem with this is that there are way too many. I know. The problem, the problem with it is that it's not a fix because we still have to, we still have to rectify all of the things that get contradicted and reference within TCW. Well, here's the thing. So you got Darth Plagueis, um, an entire plot of Fate of the Jedi, the series, just mm -hmm. to name a few. And, and this isn't to say, like, there are other things, because my, my big thing is that uh, 2008 was a change mm -hmm. for the worse mm -hmm. for Star Wars. Um. You get your Force Unleashed, and you got TCW. Mm -hmm. Both are really dumbed down stories that contradict things. That Blake, actively break continuity. Not just contradict. Also, break. Invasion, the comic series. Yes. Around this time. And then later, Brian was Star Wars, which... Two tie-in novels, Razor's Edge and Honor Among Thieves. Honor Among Thieves blatantly has a contradiction to the Thrawn trilogy. Which, do you even know about that one? I don't. Oh, uh, Han sees a Nogri and recognizes it as oh. a Nogri. <laughs> of course. He wouldn't know that. But then again, Zahn would contradict himself. Like, after a while. It's like he forgot his own continuity. Which. I also have a theory that certain authors were allowed to write about whatever they wanted. And the story group would try to fix it. Yeah. Well, that's actually another one. Uh, uh, but Rod D has one. Um, only two of the mall TCW comics have been reprinted in Epic Collections. None of the uh, UK comic strips, the graphic novels, or web comics. Not only that, those mall comics you're talking about are referenced in the new canon. Mm -hmm. They are the only 
EU for both the new canon and legends that Filoni respects. Mm. Just very bizarre. But then again, the 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 reprinting they've ignored all the kids' comics. They've ignored Clone Wars Adventures, the Jindy Tartoski spinoff comic. They've ignored the TCW kids' comics. They've ignored Adventures, which was the OT version of the Clone Wars Adventures. Um, Ewok's Shadow of Endor, which is another one. Like They've ignored all of those. Like, completely. And I don't think you'll ever they'll ever get reprinted. No. I don't think there's enough people that care at this point. I thought they would just throw them in the omnibuses, but it's clear they're not going to. Which is a shame. Lord. Um, I'm trying to think of some. So I have another one um, that we kind of brought up. Uh, let's talk about uh, Chili. You obviously haven't heard of him. <laughs> so there's this there's this thought, um, this brand of thinking within the last few years that's kind of um, come into vogue that maybe what we previously thought about Leland Chi wasn't correct, that he wasn't necessarily the continuity cop. Because, and that his role was more of just like, he was the keeper of the holocron, but that doesn't mean that his job was to make it all make it all work. He was just chronicling it all, right? Mm. Because Leland Chi came to Lucasfilm. Um, he started in LucasArts as a game tester, and then in 2000 got moved over um, to handling the continuity. And even then, like we didn't, he didn't really start showing up in like interviews and stuff until like 2005, 2006. Prior to that, it was always like, um, it was always the Super Stonies, it was the uh, uh, Steve Sansweets, and the um, and the authors who were uh, who were the main, um, not continuity people, but also it like Leland Chi, he was a resource for authors, right? But he never he never told them that they couldn't do something, right? He didn't have, like, I think a lot of people thought maybe for a while that he had the authority to, like, just say no. But, like, he, he kind of didn't. He, he would, everything that he, quote, unquote, fixed was always, like, retroactive. Retroactive. It was not, like, proactive. Yeah. So the, the thought that he was, again, the continuity cop, I don't think it's true. I think he was just the lore guy. And then he, he had a reactive, not a proactive role. I, I think Super Stoney was the one who would tell people no. Yeah. It would be the voice of George when George would do something. But then again, like I said earlier, there were a handful of authors that could write whatever they, they wanted. Mm-hmm. Or better or for usually for worse. Yes. Which do we want to get into that? Sure. Uh I mean, number one's Timothy Zahn could write whatever he wanted. Uh, next is Troy Denning, could write whatever he wanted. The other one, it changed. That's Karen Travis. Karen mm-hmm. Travis could write wherever she wanted until Dave Filoni came in. Mm-hmm. Well, Which, that was her decision, too. That um, At least from her side of it, she was the one that said, 
excuse me, I can't make this work. I'm just going to stop writing. At least, uh, which again, the only archived version of, of the, the series of events that led to her not writing Star Wars anymore is her accounts because of the old StarWars.com forums. But according to her, it was her decision to not write because Star Wars because the continuity had gotten so out of whack that she could not reconcile with it and she didn't want to start over and like refit it into what TCW was doing. Yeah. It's not like every like people who don't like the expanded universe claim that any author could write whatever they wanted. Mm -hmm. That's really not true. I'm sure I think it takes a lot of seniority mm -hmm. and selling well. I think Drew Carpishan could write whatever he wanted. Um after a while because he that the old republic is his brainchild. Mm -hmm. Like as a whole, that whole that whole time space in the timeline, that's all mainly him. But that's kind of a more of a late issue because again, he didn't start actually writing the Old Republic books. I mean, there's the Darth Bane, which was just supposed to be one book until it sold really well. Because uh, Darth Bane came out in 2006, and then um, uh, Rule of Two didn't come out until 2008, I believe. And then uh, 2009 was Dynasty of Evil. Even people that you would think would have a lot of sway, like James Lucino, he, uh, he approached uh, he approached Delray with the idea for Dark Plagueis. In like 2007 or 2008, and they didn't greenlight until 2012. Mm -hmm. So even like even the authors that had the sway and stuff, they they still they still had to go through Delray and like they and were still at the whim of Delray uh, essentially to get their projects greenlight. I can say this about Troy Denning. He's friends with a lot of people. Um, I when I met Margaret Weiss, big fan of Troy Denning, great friends with him for decades. Um, he seems like a nice enough guy. Star by star, my least favorite New Jedi Order book. Really interesting. Um, there's things I like about it, but. I don't like the Voxen. I'm just gonna just throw that out there. I just don't care for that. I, I don't like that it's aliens. The movie in Star Wars. I, I, I kind of agree to that because I don't like the fact that. I think the power scaling with the Voxen is off because they're supposed to be these super badass Jedi hunters that are hunting down Jedi, and then in the course of the Merc mission. They probably kill like a hundred of them, like uh, in like their their journey to get to the Vox and Queen, and the whole thing of like, yeah, they can be, they can genetically engineer at like whatever they wanted, but like the Voxen, no, 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 they have to clone it from the Queen. Once the Queen dies, then they can't clone anymore. But then like the Voxen keeps showing up later in New Jedi Order, and it's always just like, oh yeah, these are still Voxen left over, but like they're 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 slowly decaying, but but they're still. Don't worry. Aren't there Voxen in the Legacy comics? I don't think so. I think I think they were all dead by then. Oh no, I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm thinking the Hand of Thrawn 45 fanfics, sort of the Jedi, oh. where they run into Voxen on Yavin 4, 
at the Jedi Temple that even though it was leveled, because that makes sense. But no, uh, Troy Denning, I think at you know he has a great like knowledge of the the continuity, but changing new jet the point of new Jedi Order is really frustrating and it's kind of unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, darkness is awful. Yes, darkness is the might be the worst Star Wars trilogy that. Um, that sci-fi book club ever released. Um, and what an awful transition to Legacy of the Force. Legacy of the Force, one third a good series. That the all Aaron Alston books are fine. I don't know. I don't know. I, what a terrible pick three random Star Wars authors to make a trilogy. Aaron Alston, Karen Travis, not even a trilogy, nine books, three trilogies. A Karen Tra- yeah, Aaron Alston, Karen Travis, and Troy Denning. They just don't mesh well together. Is Dark Nest worse than Callista Trilogy and the Bounty Hunter Wars? Well, two-thirds of the Callista Trilogy is unreadable, so that, that's an unfair comparison, because Dark Nest is at least readable. Um, Actually, I'd rather read Dark Nest over Bounty Hunter Wars. Yeah, Dark... The thing that's bad with, with uh, again, Althea, that's the quote-unquote bad legacy of the Force authors, Denning into... Denning has this ability to write really memorable scenes sometimes that have like yeah. are really are really nice and like cathartic. Again, the, the best scene in all of Darkness, in my opinion, is the one where Jason like essentially lobotomizes Tenelka's grandmother with the Force, just because it's so it's like after all all the all the shit she put them through in uh, Young Jedi Knights, it was f- nice to finally see her comeuppance. As as messed up as the fact that it was Jason doing it, it like it, it was somewhat passable because like okay, finally someone like someone made this. She got her comeuppance, right? But, but then you have a bug orgy. Yeah. Also, oh. off-handed sexual comments in books. Leia saying that she's that her daughter, her daughter should have a threesome. What mother says that? Let alone Leia saying that. That doesn't even. That's not even the worst one. The worst one is still Tahiri and Ben, which oh, actually is yeah, another conspiracy I was, theory. I was gonna go there because okay. everyone knows that. But so this this is this is another recent one, right? Uh, it, it, I think it started with Meg reviews talking about how Tahiri. It feels like in the Legacy of the Force, like. They 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 treat Tahiri as if she's late teens, early twenties. Like she's very immature. She's not she's not herself, but she's very immature. She's still very much like the like um uh the kid that the kid basically of the group when like she's supposed to be thirty and like past that. And there's been a theory that maybe Karen Travis and Troy Denning, because they're the ones that primarily wrote her, forgot how old she was supposed to be and thought she was still like eighteen to twenty in that trilogy and then that kind of explains why 
Troy Denning thought he could get away with that scene. Also, her her character arc in Fate of the Jedi is stupid. Yeah. That is the worst part of Fate of the Jedi. Tahiri is a waste of a character. I'm just going to throw it out there. Tahiri, great in Junior Jedi Knights. Great in New Jedi Order. Some interesting ideas, I guess, in Legacy of the Force. I like flow walking. I know some people think that that's bizarre, but that that's like up my alley of weird Star Wars. The fact that Jason can manipulate her with flow walking, that's interesting by itself. But she's not... It's like she's stunted. It's mm-hmm. like she lost her mind after... Anakin's death. But like this is the thing that's infuriating with Tahiri is that they they like they they use they use that character arc twice of her of sorry three times of her getting over Anakin's death because it happens in the Force Heretic trilogy in the New Jedi Order when she has like a, a, a for lack of a better term she has like a schizo like mind break with like her and like the arena personality that end up merging and they become like a whole new person. Right. And you think, Oh, okay. That's the end of it. She's going to move on and she's going to be, you know, the, the one, the one that like the Jedi, that's like going to work more closely with the Vong and get them integrated in society <laughs> and to be like their activists in like the post Jedi future. But no, she had then, then come legacy of the force. You're over halfway through it. And it's like, she relapsed and like, can't get over Anakin again. Until the, the series ends and she realizes, oh, it was bad for me to go to the dark side. I'm finally over him. Uh, whatnot. And then you have Fade of the Jedi where it's like, well, you're on trial for all the stuff you did in the Legacy of the Forest. And she still can't get over Anakin's death. Like, how many and times do we have to go through... bounty hunter now. How, do we, how many times do we have to go through the same character arc? I've seen it. We don't need to see it three times in a row. It's so unsatisfying. I just love the... I'm not... That's one character that should have just died. Yeah, I think I I think I said this somewhere, but she should not have been in Fate of the Jedi. Period. I think she should have died in Legacy of the Force. Um. Yeah, because there's there's just not a lot that you can do with her. Like after post Anakin's death, there's not a lot you can really do with her. And she's a main character. And that's 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 so frustrating to me. And then like the whole Sword of the Jedi fanfic thing, she and Ben are teaming up. That that's a whole thing in that first book. Is like they're like not quite equals, but they, they're not master and apprentice. But she's like teaching him. And it's just freaking weird. I don't know. That's fanfic. Fanfic is typically not important. Do you have any uh, conspiracy theories? You know, I know we talked about a few um, in the lead up to this. Well, I mean, the the falling out between Dark Horse and Del Rey during New Jedi Order, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before a little bit. Um, with Randy Stradley. Yeah. You know, baby back bitch. I don't have... Wrote a great comic called Crimson Empire. I think he did a terrible 
terrible job with Dark Horse with the Dark Horse Star Wars IP. I think he horribly mismanaged it um, for a very long time, and it is a hundred percent his fault that Dark Horse lost the rights to Star Wars. Um, I so I'll I'll disagree on that. Just on the fact that I think. I think with Disney already owning Marvel, that yeah, I, even if even if he did, even if Dark Horse was in a better place, I still think that transition happens. But he made that argument a lot easier. I mean, he wrecked the Star Wars IP. He took Dark Horse's bread and butter, and he made it unsellable. Star Wars made Dark Horse. They had the the aliens. They had aliens. They had Predator. Those were big sellers. But it was then they had like Hellboy and uh, Sin City, and I think the Max. Uh, but it's Star Wars that made them bank. Dark Empire in particular mm-hmm. made them a lot of money. It's so funny. I've been reading Lightsider. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to read something that old uh, because Tom Veach had some wild ideas that I really like. I mean, the version I'm reading now has been changed to make it fit in the continuity. But his idea that that Cam Sassalier came from another galaxy, that's wild. That's fun. He he was truly a visionary for Star Wars. It's a real shame what happened with him. That's a, yeah. That's another conspiracy because I don't think we know for sure that uh, the I don't think it's ever been confirmed that the reason he left was because of the Knights of the Old Republic games, uh, allegedly wanting to make the character Basil Sean Venus Sunrider. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not. I don't, I don't know either. Um, he was very upset with them. Till the day he died, was very upset with them. I, he was writing a Star Wars book, and it was about his time at Dark Horse. Writing a book about it. I remember getting really excited, and it's like, oh, he's writing a memoir. That how how bad things got, and it's a shame. It's a real shame what happened. Yeah, that might be the worst falling out of a of a Star Wars author. We could say Karen Travis, but I mean, Tom Veach was actually a good author. There's, I don't know if there's anything to substantiate this uh, as well, but there's also a theory that. Um, Michael Stackpole stopped writing Star Wars after uh, Dark Tide because of the changes Delray wanted him to make to Dark Tide, and like he he ended it by like saying like I'll 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 make it a duology but not a trilogy, and then after that I'm done because we we know for a fact that they it was originally a trilogy that he they had like edits for him that he didn't agree with, and then it, he negotiated it down to a duology, and then he never wrote for Delray again. 
whether or not that was Dell Ray's decision or his decision, I don't know. But yeah, here's a theory. Here's a theory here. New Jedi Order was a testing ground of what authors they would keep. Interesting. Okay. Um, and who they would go forward with. Because it is the most diverse set of authors that Del Rey's ever had. It's 19 books. And a lot of those authors didn't go on to do anything else other than New Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. There are some that were solely brought on for New Jedi Order, like your Greg Keys, um, Elaine Cunningham, Walter John Williams, uh, Shane Dix, technically, because he only wrote The Force Heretic with Sean Williams. But they kept Sean Williams, but not Shane. But at the same time, Matthew Stover, James mm -hmm. Lucino, people got there. Well, James Lucino was the one who came, uh, who with Shelley Shapiro had the idea to do New Jedi Order. So he was, he was the, of the authors, the head of it, essentially. Well, I mean, there was the uh, idea that Zahn and Kevin J. Anderson had for the what, what became Kevin J. Anderson's Saga of the Seven Sons series with the uh, the Sith that were hiding on Bespin, mm -hmm. I think is what it was. Yeah, and then George told him, no Sith. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the best decision. I did too. I mean, they were building to that. They were building to that way back in uh, Crimson Empire 2. Which that ends up being No Manar. Mm -hmm. Which is really weird. Have you ever read Crimson Empire 2? I have. I've read 3 as well. Oof, I'm sorry. 3 is so bad. I, I say this all the time, but I was really invested into 3 until the, the time when Kirikano said, next I will kill Luke Skywalker. And I went, well, that's not happening. And then it was all... <laughs> well, Luke doesn't act like Luke, and Leia doesn't act like Leia. It's the strangest thing. And Han's barely there. He's on some sort of galactic campaign of, like, the Outer Rim or some some nonsense. And he looks miserable. He looks like Harrison Ford does now. Looks like a sleepy grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> that's Crimson Empire 3 it, it's too little too late it doesn't mm -hmm. even follow up what Council of Blood was setting up because mm -hmm. they didn't have to anymore there's no Nomenar there's just well it also came out because again Crimson Empire and Crimson Empire 2 both came out in the Bantam era but Crimson Empire 3 came out in like what 2007 2008-ish I want to say was it later when, when was uh I have the like, internet at my fingertips. The early 2010s. One of the last things. And it never got its own release. It was released solely to sell that hardcover. The Crimson Empire Trilogy hardcover. Do you remember that? October 26, 2011. So yeah, 10, over, over a decade after the fact, they were like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit the story. Maybe that's why it doesn't continue, because they didn't remember where they left the story off of. Is it Randy Stradley who wrote it? Uh, I think it was. Well, at least he I, wrote all three of them. I, I I just had it open and I clicked off. Writers, uh, Mike Richardson and Randy Stradley. According to Wikipedia. I have to say that every time, according to uh, Wikipedia, because Wikipedia 
is unfortunately no longer a reliable source on, on these things. But Maxwell, you are the first person I've ever heard say Crimson Empire 3. I'm glad someone likes it. It's better than a lot of what was coming out at the time. Well, actually, I don't know. We were still dealing with the end of Legacy at that point. Uh, I think Legacy War was over by then. Legacy War was 2010, I believe. I don't remember. Um, Night Errant was happening. I know that. What The great classic known as Night Errant. Yes. Does anyone like Night Errant? That's my real question, except for John Jackson Miller. No, Legacy War was uh, December of 2010 to May of 2011. Okay. So we were almost done. Um, it's weird. I, I don't have any more EU conspiracies. Really? Because you had... So, well, I guess ones we've talked about on the podcast before is that Pablo Hidalgo didn't write the Reader's Companion. Oh, yeah. I went on a rant about that. Pablo Hidalgo doesn't do shit. He not do anything. Except for troll people on Twitter. And how... Uh, uh, Jude Watson might have more books than she actually wrote, and um, and have a terrible mustache. Is the worst mustache I have ever seen in my life. You have you seen the Goodreads? Uh, um, Alex Wheeler's Goodreads page. No. Oh no! We are we gonna have to share screen? I have to find it. Alex Wheeler. Have we talked about worst pet characters on the podcast? Uh, no, I'm not finding it. Uh, I know some of you guys are in chat who know what... Does anyone in chat know what I'm talking about and has the link? Uh, put it on one of the discords and tell me where it is. Where is the al oh. uh. This is great audio. Just uh, uh I I know. I'm sorry. My brain's very tired right now. Oh, is it the IMDb? No. Why would it be an IMDb? I don't know. Dylan. Alex Wheeler, author. Yes. Just write Alex Wheeler, Rebel Force. Just look up Rebel Force on, on the I am. Goodreads. Why didn't you do that to begin with? Oh, it's Amazon. Oh my god. Uh Quinlan Voss. I didn't oh, know no. the night errant influx existed. I'll have to read it. No, it's the screenshot's wrong because it the Alex Wheeler one doesn't have an image, but if you scroll all the way down. It says customers also bought by, and then there's Jude Watson, writer Wynnum, Kevin Janderson, Timothy Zahn, Terry Bisson, and KW Jeter. 
What are you trying to say? What is happening? I'm everyone. I am deeply confused as to what's going on. So there's a uh, there's a supposed picture from one of the websites that like has book reviews. That's like has Alex Wheeler and on his profile picture, it's Jude Watson's profile picture. And I can't figure out where it is, which one it is. Yeah, it's not it's not Goodreads. It's not Amazon. I don't know. Maybe it's thrift books. Who knows? Or a point being, we don't know if Alex Wheeler is actually a real person, which is weird because like, why? Why? Like, I get the thing, I get the the point, right, of, like, within science fiction of, like, the old thinking that, like, people don't want to read a science fiction book by a woman, right? That's why A.C. Crispin is A.C. Crispin and not Anne Carol Crispin, right? Uh, but why would Jude Watson, and why with Rebel Force, when Jude Watson has already wrote, written Jedi Apprentice, Jedi Quest, you know, uh, like, so the most prolific young reader's author ever. Why, at the very end, would you give her a pen name? And that's the whole thing is, uh, I get, I always look at it like uh, Stephen King to Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman books are very different from Stephen King books. Rebel Force is not different from like Last of the the Last of the Jedi. They um, all feel the same. Brennan is saying it's an older version of the website. Okay. So they've edited it, I guess, since we since people figured it out. Who knows? Also, isn't Jude Watson like a recluse and hard to get a hold of? Maybe I don't know. There's a, there's certain authors that are really hard. I know John Whitman's really hard to get a hold of because he he doesn't write anymore. He he has a a gym. Oh, it's still in Frozen? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Connectivity issues. There he is. He's back. He's heavy breathing. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oh, did my internet cut out again? Yes. Wonderful. Thanks to our wonderful sponsor, Comcast. It's Comcast, been like <laughs> Comcast isn't even my internet provider anymore. We don't get that up here. I have charter yeah. spectrum. They changed their name um, to something else now. Who? Uh, Comcast? Yeah. It's Xfinity. It's it's under Xfinity. We I used to have one. I was in college, but now I don't. They don't come up this far north. Who am I most looking forward to meeting at LegendCon? The easy answer is Stover. Um. That's going to be wild. You'll need to conduct an interview. I don't know if I can. We will try. Uh, um, I don't know if I can say this yet. Okay, then don't say it. Don't I won't say it. Don't say it. Well, Brian and I are already going to be there, right? But I don't know if we'll be able to interview anyone. That's what I'll say. Okay. Or at least film an interview, I should say. Um, but I'll definitely try to meet everyone. Uh, 
It'll be really awkward when I go up to Barbara Hampley and try to get her to sign my two paperbacks of her books. It'd be interesting if any of them have ever seen the Legends podcast. I highly doubt it. I wouldn't be surprised. That's the thing. We're ranked really highly on Amazon podcast. Why? <laughs> Who listens to this? On Audible. No, this this is my money maker, dude. This is the thing that no one gives a flying fuck about most of what I post. But they give a shit about the Legends podcast. Hey. I, I'll take it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, that's but. right. Abel Japan is going to be there as well. Ooh. I might have to send you my unofficial copy of um, Skywalkers. No. For, for signing. I'll ship it to you. Sure. Sorry, I was saying no to the chat, not you. Okay, I'll ship it to you. Uh, you have to be careful with that, though. <laughs> Not very many that exist. And I cannot say how I got it. Like with certain things in my uh, collection. Right. You know, Escape from Dagu and um, uh, what What are some other ones? Uh, Memories of Mortis and... Um, the Dave Filoni's book of the Kama Sutra. <laughs> Dave Filoni's homework folder. Remember that weird, there's a weird art book that has like a bunch of porn, Star Wars porn art in it. And, oh. But it has a continuity. George Lucas made part of it canon because it's a, it depicts Vader and Ahsoka facing off. All I will say about the Dave Filoni thing is I find it very interesting that the older Ahsoka got, the more clothes she was wearing. Yeah. But you notice that she has childlike Leku in the live action. Yes. I think that's laziness, though. Oh, yeah. They're... <laughs> Those TV shows are so cheap and I've, bad. Yes, I've gone. I've, I've set up length for this. I don't think live action Star Wars belongs on TV. I don't think it has. I don't think TV has the budget to do live action Star Wars justice. HBO could. Well, that that's HBO. The thing is, I think everyone expected Disney Plus to be like HBO. Mm -hmm. It's not. Have you seen the Peter Pan and Wendy movie, everyone? It is the ugliest Disney movie I have ever seen. And I've seen Mars Needs Moms, <laughs> which I thought was the ugliest Disney th project I had ever seen. Peter Pan and Wendy, though? You know, you, know, you think Peter Pan, you think of the Disney movie from way back, Dylan, right? Mm -hmm. You've seen that? You know how bright and colorful it was? No, everything's desaturated gray. Well, that's just modern Hollywood these days. But, like, at least, like, the previous Disney remakes weren't completely desaturated. This looks like trash. It looked like the Willow show. I got, everyone, I can't br bring it up enough how bad the Willow show was. That might be the worst thing Lucasfilm's ever made. Which uh, I, I can't wait for them to make THX one one three two. 
No, they're going to make American Graffiti 2 next. They can't. That's uh, that's owned by Universal. <laughs> they're going to buy there Universal. There already is an American Graffiti 2. There is? Yeah, it came out after Star Wars. Oh, I didn't know that. Lucas was a producer. No one cared about it. No, they'll make a, they'll make a American Graffiti Revelations. They're going to... Uh, this is Disney. They're going to buy Universal like they bought 20th Century Fox because uh 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 all of the the, the all of the like uh anti monopoly uh laws of the uh, the early 20th century are just don't exist anymore i guess and then they're going to they're going to do that just to make uh, american graffiti they're not going to call it too they're just going to rename it american graffiti again because that that's just what they do they just you know what they'll do you know, we just need to clone Theodore Roosevelt, make him president again. <laughs> and he'll fight the he'll fight monopolies because he's the last president that did anything about it. Yeah, um, he has a tie to uh, Lucasfilm. He was in the Young Indiana Jones series, where nine-year-old Indy told him, "You shouldn't shoot the elephant." It deserves to live too. That was an episode of Young Indiana Jones. Wow. And it was fucking awful. It was nowhere near as good as the time when Indiana Jones ran away with Leo Tolstoy. That was a good one. Don't watch Young Indiana Jones if you're thinking it's going to be good. It's like 80% trash. You hope for a World War One story, and you just hope, because that's the only good stuff, for the most part. Or the one episode where Harrison Ford shows up as Indiana Jones, that one's pretty good. But hey, it got put on Disney Plus finally. Yep. They had to put they they had to fill a void where the Willow show was. Um, but anyway, what are you reading, Dylan? I'm still reading Shadow Games. Okay. Um, we talked about the audio drama's been listening to, um, which this actually ties into a little bit of what I'm reading. I've taken a break from the Indiana Jones novels, uh, Marcel, and I'm reading the Indiana Jones comics. I'm reading Indiana Jones Thunder in the Orient, which is a direct sequel to Fate of Atlantis. I don't like the Indie Girl. She's a psychic. I don't think it needs to be put in Indiana Jones. That doesn't need to be a thing. But she was kind of a fan character, favorite character. Because she shows up in uh, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine video game, too. So she's in like at least three different Indiana Jones stuff. I don't know. I have I have issues with a lot of Indiana Jones love interests. I just think that they're not good characters, especially his wife, uh, not Marion, the Deidre Campbell, who's a that's a thing in one of the Indiana Jones novels. He gets married. 
She's a boring character. Um, yeah, no. There's a reason Mary and Ravenwood work so well. And the rest don't, really. Mm-hmm. And I just have issues with that. But uh, Star Wars-wise, what am I reading? I'm reading Lightsider. And I'm digging it. I'm also reading Jedi Apprentice uh, Book 5, which is Keepers of the Dead, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, I'll tell you what, Dylan. Those Jedi Apprentice books, they are not written for kids. They are they're written at a ch- uh, like a fourth grade reading level. But the subject matter is for adults. the The whole premise of this one is that Obi Wan and Qui Gon are sent to this planet called uh, Melinda Dawn, and there's the Dawn and the Melinda, uh, and they're they are two different peoples, and they are the whole planet's in civil war, and these people have been killing one another for for generations. And they don't even know why they're killing one another. It's just they want revenge against one another. And there's all these graveyards of people with hollows saying, avenge me as I've avenged my family. And, like, it's just wild. And there's, like, all these kids that don't want, like, from both sides that have kind of formed their own faction underground. Mm -hmm. They're like, we don't want to do this anymore. Literally, it's just elderly people and young people. Everyone else is dead. Like, they keep killing one another. And I think it's fascinating for a children's book. (laughs) It's just wild. It's like... It's like if Shatterpoint was written better. Because that that whole thing... You've read Shatterpoint, right, Dylan? Yes. Yes. With the uh, summertime war is what it is. And they've just been... That's that's the big conflict going on. Yeah, I forgot what it was called, but yeah. And uh, it's something... It's like... It's so Irish in its name. It's like the Troubles. Mm -hmm. But it's just an allegory for Vietnam. It's the Vietnam Star Wars book. This just feels better than that. Like, it just feels smarter. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Shatterpoint wallows in uh, war porn for, like, the second half of the book. It's just war. Continuous war for, like, a hundred pages, and it's not interesting. Until Mace Windu finally has his confrontation at the end with, um, oh god, who is that Jedi? Deepa. Who? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, his weird cousin or whatever from his tribe. Yeah. Dark side user. Yeah. And he ends up killing him. And then Deepa goes to the Jedi temple for, like, uh, to, to heal, I guess, or like mm-hmm. recover her mind, but then we never figure out what happens to her. I and always she's, okay. She's here's probably the, killed in Order sixty six. No, here's my theory. Mm. We never saw it. She would be perfect Inquisitor. Mm. Easy to manipulate because she lost her mind. 
it would not take much for like Vader to manipulate her and make her into an inquisitor. Because I could see her fighting alongside Jarek, for instance. Or Inquisitor Tremaine. I think she was too far gone for that. Maybe. Like, I, I don't... If she was in the temple, I don't see why the clones would just spare her. I think they would just they would have just shot on sight. You know? Well, where was she in the temple? That's the whole thing. That that It's like she's put in a prison... Yeah. In the temple. Which that's like the only time that's ever mentioned. Is it? Well, aside from TCW. Right. Well, the temple's always had a medical wing. I assume she was in that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but. You know what they did with her in the new canon, right? I don't want to know. It's actually not terrible. She has Kanan from Rebels. That's his oh. master. She leaves the council to take on a Padawan. Why? I don't know. She she gets a death scene, though, in Bad Batch. Which retcons the Kanan comic. Well, continuity doesn't matter to the new canon, remember? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll take some questions, I guess. Um, I can't wait for us to be like an hour into the post-show of us just talking and then Noah just being like, what did I miss? Yeah, he hasn't responded at all. He's not awake. It would have been nice for him to show up. Oh, well. Here's a good one. Star Wars Visions is the porn book Jeremy is referring to. I heard it's only one singular graphic image in the whole art book. But yeah, Ahsoka's demise depicted in there. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was more than one. I know George Lucas had a boner for Ayla Sakura. That's, that's yeah. Who doesn't? Let's be real. She's the fan service Jedi. One of many. He had a thing for Twi'leks too. It's always Twi'leks. He, he he his kid was a Twi'lek. Um, Which one of his kids was the Twi'lek? Uh, one of his daughters in like the. Uh, in the scene where Anakin Revenge of the Sith is like going to like the opera, uh, he like, oh, he yeah, that's Katie, him and Katie, yeah. because he's also in there and he's blue, yeah. And then, uh, he also liked Darth Talon to the point that he wanted a story where Maul came back, like they were in the same Maul and, and and Darth Talon were in the same story somehow, and it was going to be. I heard some stupid thing about this that it was going to be like New Republic era and Leia was going to be fighting them and she was Chancellor. But I think that's just fan nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Magneto Alex, 
my my week was wild. I was horribly, horribly ill last weekend. I almost asphyxiated on my vomit. Um, I got the worst stomach flu I had ever had. Um, like blood came out. Like I vomited so much, and uh, it wasn't till yesterday that I finally felt well enough to leave the house. This is an okay week. Dylan, how about you? It's been okay, I guess. Just work. And not really much of anything else. It's okay, Alex. Don't worry about me. I, I survived. Um, I'm so I'm so tired of I'm so tired of dumb Disney. I watched a whole video on Disney straight to VHS sequels. Like someone sat and watched them all. That wasn't me. You ever mm-hmm. sat and done that, Dylan? Oh, watch one of those. I watched all of X, so you don't have to videos. Yeah. Yes. I saw one about the land before time. Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't realize there were like 15 of those. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I've seen at least eight of them. I know. Because, like, we were the right age for that. I, it's I, so... The only one I remembered was the, the one that had the, the big, 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 big water song. Because that, that, that song has occupied space in my brain since I was seven, and I don't know why. I don't remember any of the songs. I just remember the song from the original. Mm-hmm. Things. Well, everyone remembers the, the opening of the original, because it's borderline traumatizing, but... The, okay, I'll tell you what. Land Before Time, the backgrounds, really nicely animated. Mm-hmm. The dinosaurs look terrible. They just look weird. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, have you seen the the Land Before Time where they were aliens? Oh, that's one of them. It's still not good. Uh, but anyway, let's save us from this. Rob D has asked a question: Do you Legends New Jedi Order will uh, what? Do you think? No, uh, I, I think I know what he's saying. Okay, what are you? What is being conveyed? I'm do you sorry. think the? Uh, do you think? the EU's version of the New Jedi Order will be wiped out with a new movie coming out. No, I think what will happen is what happened with Battlefront and Battlefront 2, where people, when they're referring to the 2004-2005 Battlefronts, they will say classic Battlefronts. When they refer to the EA ones, they will say EA Battlefront. I think something similar to that will happen, where or when people... Trash. Yeah, <laughs> where people will make the distinction of the, the New Jedi Order movie, the New Jedi Order books. I think that will happen. I think search results are going to be terrible. You'll have to specify New Jedi Order Legends or New Jedi Order book series. Thank you, Rob D. Sorry, my brain is very tired. <laughs> I forgot what reading was. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, more people will read the New Jedi Order books and like them more. Yeah. 
are the post 9-11 Star Wars story. Pre-9-11. Because 9-11 didn't happen until uh, uh, the very end. Was it 2000 when they started? It was, ni- it was 1999. It ended in 2003. Actually, in the author roundup at the very end, Shelley Shapiro, I think, says that uh, had they... Basically, had they known nine eleven was going to happen, that they may have, they may have like tried to not make it as dark because, for a lot of readers, it was like, um, you know, it was like a it was um, books and stuff were like an escape from reality, and then after nine eleven happened, like they could no longer. People were complaining that it was like I guess um, everything was dark after nine eleven. Yeah, we're still suffering from post nine eleven cinema. It's like get the f- it, it, it sucked. We got to move on. We can't we can't be stuck there. But then again, music stuck in the '90s and the bar-filled '90s, where where Matt Wilkins gets his terrible musical taste from, like Weezer. Weezer's bad. I have said I have. This might be the most hot takes. I have ever said in an episode of the Legends podcast, Dylan. The first New Jedi Order book that happened after 9-11, oh my gosh, (laughs) was Star by Star. (laughs) What a... I I get why people were complaining. Oh, oh, look who who it is. Hey. (laughs) Fuck rat. (laughs) I said I said I may join if I wake up in time and I didn't wake up in time. Get out of here. All right. Conspiracy theories. Go. EU conspiracy theories. What do you got? Conspiracy theories? Yes. Man, I don't know. The stuff the stuff that's like uh uh Alex Wheeler is actually Jude Watson. Stuff like that. Okay, uh, you already mentioned uh, Pablo probably not writing anything like the yes. Reader's Companion. Okay, uh, what is it? What is a good conspiracy theory? You waking up on time? <laughs> okay, I, I have one. Okay, I, I hope that counts. And uh, like we like we said last time, I'm just gonna bring this up again. Dala in Fate of the Jedi was written as an insult to Karen Travis by Alston and Denning. Maybe he... he... All of anything Karen Travis came up with he gets shit on in Fate of the Jedi. Troy Denning was out to destroy the Star Wars continuity from day one? Yeah, I that's... Know. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He always he already murdered characters in Star by Star, his first book. Yeah. So with Troy, I don't think it was malice. I think it was incompetence. Hmm. I think it was malice because we have confirmation like he knew about the different direction the stories after NJO could have taken, hmm. and he decided against it. He he confirmed that in an interview. So I think it is malice. Hmm. We we talked earlier about there were a handful of authors that could write whatever they wanted. They said Troy Denning was one of them. 
Yeah, because Subra Stoney loved him. Subra Stoney was the actual villain. I, I've realized this in the last couple of really? Maybe this is a theory, but I think it's confirmed. She loved Detroit Annie. She said Darkness was the best Star Wars story ever. Are you sure about this? This wasn't a fever dream you had? No, she, she said that apparently. And apparently on the old forums, because Legacy of the Force was always controversial, how dark it was. Apparently on the forums or something, she told fans to suck it up. Like they wouldn't change just because some fans complained about dark tone. Hmm. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense because once Sura Stoney left in like, when was it, 2011, 12-ish? Yeah. Uh, they started, they, they announced and Jennifer Heddle took over and they said, okay, we're going to stop with big nine book series and we're going to do duologies, standalones and trilogies. And that's when we got Mercy Kill by Alston, like the first X-Wing book in fucking decades. And they also announced, I don't know if I uh, told you guys, there was actually going to be a trilogy written by Aaron Alston, Michael Stackpole, and Timothy Zahn. Yeah, you've told, um, I've heard about that. Yeah, I had not heard that. Yeah, that was in the works, actually. Like, it's amazing. Near the end. Uh, but then it was put on hold because of the Disney buyout. And it was Alston, Stackpole, and Zahn working together to write, like, a trilogy of Corrin Horn family stories. So one set, like, during the Clone Wars, probably, about a Nija Halcyon, then one for Corrin, and then one for Corrin's son, Valen. That's a character that doesn't get used. Yeah, but that sounds so bizarre, but, well, but kind of amazing. He's in some stuff. He goes crazy in Fate of the Jedi, and he... Uh... He's essentially sent on a suicide mission with Kyle Katarn when they decide, oh, yes, we will take down Jason with one Jedi Master and three Padawans who don't know what the hell they're doing hmm. against the guy who, who ended the war with the Yushin Vong by killing Onimi, be, by becoming like a literal force god. Yes, that, that's a completely fair fight. Doesn't like Kyle Katarn get a speeder thrown at him? Yes, Kyle Katarn wins the fight, but he loses because a speeder hits him. I've actually said this. Uh, so throughout the course of Legacy of the Force, uh, Jason fights four masters. He fights Luke a few times. Um, he fights he fights Kyle Katarn, he fights Mara, and he fights Saba. Of those four, Saba is the only one he beats, like, fair and square. And even then, he had two YVH droids helping him, but, like, uh, she dispatched them pretty quickly, so it was a one-on-one. -on -one. With Kyle... Kyle had him down and like at the end of his sword, like the, with like the blade of his lightsaber at his throat until until a speeder hits him and like uh, he's knocked out. Mara, all, same thing, was like one swipe away from ending it when he used a force projection to like uh, replace his face with the one of Ben. So she would hesitate just long enough so she she could shoot him with a poison dart. And in the Luke fight, the, the one in Revelations, he was again, going to win, but, like, he had to hold Ben back from, like, killing Jason and, like, no, we have to go, and just left him. So, he fights four Jedi Masters and only beats one of them, technically, but is the, the big villain of the I, series. And I'm shocked he even beat Saba Sabatine. Oh, yeah, Troy's ultimate uh, pet character. But Troy had Saba lose to him fair and square, so... Hmm. Whereas uh, Alston, she Alston, was, Alston had Kyle beat him, and then 
and then um, lost. And then Travis was the Luke and Ben fight that uh, Luke had to hold back Ben to not kill him. There's only, uh, oh, that's a good one. There's only one surviving copy of uh, Escape from Dagoo and it's owned, not Christopher Nelson. I, I'm, I'm almost certain we're, oh, I'm almost certain we know for sure that William C. Heaps does have the one copy of Escape from Dagoo. I think that's been confirmed. And he just doesn't want to release it because of, uh, he doesn't think he can legally. I think that's the official story. I don't know. You should release it to my collection. Where I will pretend like it doesn't exist. Like it did with... I wonder, do you all trust me at this point after the whole Lightsider thing? People in the comments. Do you trust Dylan? You shouldn't trust Dylan. Look at that face. Look at what that do you hair. Mean? That hair. You can't trust someone with hair like that here. I'm long-haired Dylan. It doesn't quite work. I'm too too greasy at the moment. I like you, that you both knew about Lightsider for years, and like like a couple of weeks after I learned about it, everybody knew. <laughs> the news just spread. <laughs> See, I the thing is was that, wait is that a conspiracy theory? I think someone brought it up because of me already spreading it around. Like Joe was forced to release it earlier. Well, it got released on accident early. Yes, Matt made an had an article that came out prematurely, <laughs> and then he, he had to get taken down. And we, I don't know if I've ever seen you so pissed, Dylan. You were genuinely upset about that. No, Chris was upset about that. That's who it was. Chris was pissed, and you told me you told me immediately when it happened. Yeah, and of course I told. Uh, Matthew and Adam. 100% yes. Adam nope. didn't know what was going on. <laughs> See, that's the thing, Rob D. Your problem is you bought a used car. I can. I worked I worked in the mechanic business for two and a half years. I can say... That's a nice way of putting it, Dylan. <laughs> I changed oil. I saw what people do to their cars. I saw what... I saw what Toyota Care... I saw what... I saw what Honda... I saw what Ford... I saw what all the major manufacturers do... To their cars like all of the oh i have i have this protection plan no 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 it's terrible they do absolutely nothing it's the no. bare minimum no no certifications from any dealer no lease plan certification no especially the only the only cars that hold up for some reason the only cars that hold up after they're used are are crown victorias used by police officers and that's just because that thing is a tank and like refuses to ever die you you can't you cannot you can't, they, they will, they, they will last forever. You, they're probably Crown Victorias with, uh, with a million miles on them that are still running. I don't know how Ford did it, but, but they made a reliable car like seven, Crown, like 30 yeah, years Crown ago. Crown Vic taxis also. If yeah. you can, which by the way, getting a Crown Vic tax, getting a taxi period is a pain in the ass. You gotta buy that medallion. You have to take certain things off so you aren't soliciting being an actual taxi. But there are people out there that collect taxis because they're, they're they're iconic and they really aren't a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. But Crown Vic taxis, pretty solid. The Crown Victoria part of it is 
that they were really well taken care of. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was back when they actually put the money into it. Um, Bill was probably doesn't even know what a Crown Victoria is. He's probably seen them. I, I hate, I hate, go back. I need the long haired map pick. That's great. <laughs> it's literally Jason. That's great. Is that Matt or is that one of his brothers? That is what? Matt Wilkins, confirmed. Yeah. Where'd you find that? On his website. <laughs> Why is that on his website? I don't know. That's also where I found this. Well, I've seen that one before. Why do you like this? Why do you because, have... because Matt makes the best faces and I just had to get all of them. I also have um Callista Skywalker cosplayed by Barbara Hambly. Yes. And Captain Barbara also here. I wonder if Barbara Hambly is the nicest person on earth. I don't know. I'll 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 tell you when I meet her. I'll send you my books for her. <laughs> I should just send you things for you to sign for Jeremy. So when am I ever going to meet Barbara Hambly? Well, she is a she is a Californian. She uh, I think she lives in Long Beach. Or so here's here's my thing. I live so far north. I don't live near anything. Yeah. Yes, I know. You live in you live in part of California that probably shouldn't be a part of California. No, it should be the state of Jefferson, where we have no way of having an economy but shit actually funny story uh california is one of the few states that when it entered the union it entered on the first uh try basically because when they when states entered they had to like send in where their borders want to be and the u.s government was really worried that california would actually be bigger than it was going to be so when they sent the modern borders of what what california is now the u.s government basically said oh that's all you want yeah sure okay because they could have asked for a lot more. Weren't they also including Baja California in that, or is that still? No, that was uh, Mexico. Because they, uh... it still is Mexico. Well, it it is, but also the uh, the Mexican American War. Uh, we could have taken a lot more territory than we actually did, but the U.S. didn't want to do that because that would make that would mean more territories. That could potentially be slave states and free states, so they didn't want to do that. So that's why the borders are where they are today. Minus uh, one, um, a bit of Arizona we got in like 1901 um, that like smoothed out the border. Wow. Can we please go back to Star Wars? Because I have something amazing sure. to show you. Okay. So just for the memes, I decided to buy <laughs> the new Dawn of the Jedi. And I okay. bought the wrong version because I got the fucking UK print. Oh, it's no. more, it, the quality is terrible. Like it's all glossy and it feels weird and it's smaller than the you know the regular one. So does yours also at the end of at the end of it have an excerpt to Light of the Jedi? Um Yes, Light of the Jedi by Charles Soul. Wonderful. <laughs> Anyway, I it kind of... It was just the Penguin logo down there. It's the, just the doofiest cover. It's... it. Okay, look at the planets. First off, this 
like the symbol in the middle, it's not even like centered. It's not in the middle. This looks like an onion. And this, I mean, this is a circle. Like, I get the iconography, right? But are the Thoyer even mentioned at all in the novel? Briefly. Yeah, but... And I mean, look at her. Outfit well, because the whole thing face. is her, her brother wants to open an infinity gate, right? Mm -hmm. That's like his thing. I'm trying to remember what... Yeah, that's his thing. But that's the fun thing with difference between the book and the comics. The infinity gates in the comics are built by the Qua, and in this one it's by the Gri, so two different ancient species. Also, the, there's a whole continuity error where it says that the, the big war they had was 10 years ago, and it was actually 12. That's the thing? Yeah, it's 12 years in the comics. Okay. That, that war, what was that war even called? I don't remember. The Despot War? The Despot Roar. And in Into the Void, it's 10 years, but if you read Eruption, that just says that they were, these the comics in the novel happened right Right, one after the other, like immediately. Oh, this reminds me. Uh, eruption also no longer included in the paperback. I was going to ask about that. Yep, that was checked. But I get it because you can get in the Insider Fiction Volume 1. Hmm. And it's included in the audiobook. Is there, uh, in the About the Author section, is there uh, any uh, copy pasting of someone else's About the Author? That, that's the first thing I looked for, and sadly not. It's just actually ah. Tim Levin's. Tim Lovin. A shame. Yeah, but I like how we did, We have this book, one of the most hated in the Essential Legends collection. I want to throw this comment. We were just talking about it. Like, there, Night Errand is coming. Are they gonna? Are they gonna do all of the Old Republic? Is like, are we gonna get? Are we gonna get Red Harvest and uh, and and probably we all probably we already got a Death Trooper, so we're gonna get Red Harvest. I think it's just because Old Republic, they know it's popular, so it's going to make money regardless. That's why I said. Dylan's like, are you sure? But, like, I don't know. I still, can't, I still can't believe my, my local Barnes Noble did not have any copies of, uh, of um, Republic Commando Hard Contact or Into the Void. But they had four copies of Dark Rendezvous for some reason. Oh, I didn't tell you. I went to the bookstore uh, two days ago. That's when I got my leg injury that I showed you <laughs> in the Discord when I had to break into my own house. Mm -hmm. uh, but I found some Star Wars books in the city, in the bookstore. It was all Disney canon, and then there was one copy of Darth Plagueis. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Shall we call it? Sure. Let's call it there. Thank you for joining us for my most surly podcast I've ever been on. Um, I had many hot takes. Um, I'm very tired. Mm -hmm. I need to pee. I had a gross burp at the beginning of it. And that about sums this one up. Mm. Thank you for joining us, Noah. Thank you for actually getting the fuck up. <laughs> it's always a struggle. Yeah. Anyway, have a good one. Whew.